everybody. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Chelsea. I'm Alicia. And this is Camp Final Girls. Welcome Hello. Back. Welcome. We are Welcome here again. again. <laughs> that was weird. I know um, that was. <laughs> we did not plan that. <laughs> oh my gosh. How was your weekend? It was good. I went to Solvang with my sisters and my mom for our like girls weekend. Uh, we used I've to never been year. there. You have to go when you come out. I'll take I always you there. hear that it's cool. It's like it's almost like a little uh a little what? Dutch town. <laughs> Dutch. I was gonna say Switzerland. I knew I was gonna be wrong. <laughs> no, I but know, they cause... have a lot of good stuff, like good food. There's so many places to like try and like shop and it's just it's a really cute little town. How far never away get... is it? Um, it's about like two and a half hours away, I think golly i'll drive don't worry (laughs) i'll fly all the way out there just to sit in the car for two and a half hours with you great yes (laughs) you'll love it (laughs) i think that we should meet in vegas that's what oh my god i want to go so bad you know why the donut place (laughs) oh i was like no i don't know (laughs) i was all mad (laughs) i really like um uh want a man <laughs> I just like have recently just gone through this like um enlightenment where I was like okay I'm better I want a man now <laughs> you're like I'm ready I am I'm ready to get back out there but I feel like I'm so like cautiously optimistic you know like I'm so scared but <sighs> there's got to be somebody out there for me right <laughs> There's millions of people in the world. There's I know, somebody. and I haven't met not one yet that I was like, you and me forever. <laughs> I haven't I had agree. that zing. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So this week, I actually am curious if you've heard of this story that I'm going to tell. Um, I have. Probably. (laughs) I don't know. I'm actually curious because it's a pretty interesting case. And I remember when I first heard it, I think I heard it on Crime Junkie podcast. Mm -hmm. I think that's the one. And I just remember hearing the story and I'm thinking like, damn, this woman, she's just a badass. So um, this is the story. And uh, I guess since you're reading the title of the podcast, even though Alicia doesn't know yet, <laughs> but this is going to be a survival story. And oh, it's one those. of the craziest that I've ever heard. So um, this is the story of Mary Vincent. You ever heard of her? Mm, probably not by her name, but maybe by the story. <laughs> That's what we always say. We're like, it's too many <laughs> names out there. I know. <laughs> Unless okay. it's like Lorena Bobbitt or something like that. Yeah, like like... <laughs> a big one. Yeah. Um, so Mary Vincent, this story takes place um, in the 70s. So setting the backdrop 70s in California is where this takes place. Hmm. I wonder. You were there. 
I was. I was alive. (laughs) You know, you old fart. Okay, so Mary Vincent grew up with her parents in Las Vegas, Nevada. At the time, um, her parents were working at the casinos. When she became a teenager, um, Mary started to, like, act out. Um, Her family was Sounds familiar. Not you. (laughs) I was like, I was a very good teenager, No, my my sister. Oh, my sister. (laughs) She was really bad. Yeah, bad teenager. I'm so scared for my daughter to be a teenager. Oh, God. (laughs) Thankfully, mine haven't been that bad yet. So, fingers crossed it stays that way. (laughs) We'll see. Um, So, Mary um, grew up in a very, like, uh, Christian family. Like, they were Mm. very, like strict and stuff that's usually when it happens yeah when you people rebel mm -hmm, when you have too um short of a leash then they just want to that's why i ended up pregnant at 19 (laughs) oh god please penelope don't be a pregnant teenager please (laughs) um so she started skipping school and eventually she ran away with her boyfriend and lived with him out of his van for a whole summer until until he was arrested for raping a teenage girl oh god <laughs> so, wait how old was he at the um time? he was older he was like 19 or 20 and she was she was only 15 at the time but he got arrested for like raping another oh girl. god um after he was arrested she moved south to um Sokol to live with her uncle and this uh, again is in california and where is then, that at it's it's uh south but not as far south like because after she was in sakol she wanted to go to corona so it was like corona was further south okay to visit her grandpa so just imagine like you're you're like a strict family and your 15 year old just runs away with her boyfriend one day um to california (laughs) like Mm -hmm. i would be so scared 15 that's like your kids you know yeah that they just ran away yeah no i'm glad that i give them a little bit of a leeway so they don't want to run (laughs) i give them enough happiness (laughs) okay mom i guess you're cool enough to stay around yeah um so on september 1978 in modesto california 15 year old mary had become homesick and decided she wanted to hitch back hitchhike back home to nevada so Actually, like, I just want to say, and I'm going to be straight up about this. I don't know where she was hitchhiking to. I watched several different things. Like, I watched something she was in. It was like an A&E I Survived episode. And mm-hmm. in that episode, it said that she was trying to hitchhike back home to be with her family. But where, when did she get to Modesto? Because Modesto's up north. That's where she started. And she was kind of just, like, making her way. So south. she went back to Modesto? Wait. before she went home no no sorry i don't i didn't understand <laughs> no um hold on hold on you're confusing me okay you no, are so, confusing me <laughs> so okay i even listened to a pod another podcast that also did this i think it was uh morbid podcast listen mm-hmm. to them all the time but i listened to their version and it was i it was kind of the same thing in there where they didn't really know she was like this takes place somewhere in Southern California. I'm not sure where it's where it was. And then that A&E episode that I watched said it was in Corona. And then um, some somewhere else it said it was in the test. 
Yeah, but that's like complete opposite. Yeah, I think it's in the Corona area because they talk about she or no, no, no. She wanted to go to the Corona area to visit her grandpa. Okay, but she didn't go. Yes, because this the story happens to her. So I I'm confused. She's northern California. She's trying to either get more southern California or she's trying to go back home. That's okay. Confused about where she was hitchhiking. Maybe she doesn't even remember because what she goes through is fucking crazy, guys. Just mm. keep that in mind. Okay. So she's hitchhiking where she's where she's at, where she's from, where she's going. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So um her and two others were waiting in the same area. It was just like a common area, I guess, for hitchhikers to stand if they're wanting a ride and they're all holding signs with their desired destination. And Mary said that she was heading south. That's all her sign said. So maybe she was going to Corona. I don't know. So as she's waiting on this um, like corner with these two other hitchhikers, and keep in mind, they don't know each other. They're just standing around each other. Mm-hmm. And imagine being like just a 15-year-old girl and you're just like, yeah, I'm trying to go I here. I can't. Like, I was so secluded. That's what's weird is that she, her being secluded, like in a Christian family, like, being out there in the world is really scary especially at that age like I can't imagine that well yeah and imagine too like your boyfriend you went out to California with your boyfriend he gets arrested for raping another girl and then you're just like okay I guess I'm alone now yeah that'd be scary Mm -hmm. um and but hitchhiking was really big back in the day and yeah I mean it was such a normal way to get around because not many people had their own car because it was like Mm -hmm. a luxurious thing to have you know yeah so this is when 50 year old Lauren Singleton also known as Larry pulls up in a blue van the van was completely empty but he told all three of the hitchhikers that he only had room for one person the other two and they wanted he wanted the female to come with him is basically what he was saying Mm. and the other two told her they're like i don't know this sounds strange i don't think you should go with him because why is he only wanting to take the one female when he's got an empty van that just sounds weird yeah what Um, would you go no hell no (laughs) i wouldn't either i would rather walk like yeah. i'm sorry but no i'm already scared especially of in a van exactly i was gonna no. say <laughs> being in a van no but so and let me tell i'll tell you in a minute like where her head was at because um yeah that does sound suspicious even mm-hmm. for the 70s i guess yeah um mary just said that she was just so tired of traveling and she was just really really desperate to get back home to her family and um she said that she wasn't thinking about the possible possible consequences. So um, she was just tired and she wanted to get home. And to Mary, this guy didn't seem scary because he was like an older guy. And she's like, he just seemed like the grandfather type. Like he seemed like my mm. grandfather. So, yeah, I was going to say maybe in her head because she wanted to go see her grandpa that he kind of like embodied that for her at the time. Well, and it's I mean, <laughs> I know, like, just because of all the crazy shit that I've heard, like, it doesn't matter what they look like, they, they can be crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I guess, I guess you just see this old, like, grandpa type pull up and he's like, yeah, I could give you a ride. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so um, she just got into the van. 
Larry started to immediately just start telling her about himself. He was telling her that he was a merchant seaman who had just gone through his second divorce and had become estranged from his daughter. He told her that he was like, you're actually like around my daughter's age. And so with uh, Mary, you know, I think that made her feel even more comfortable. Like, oh, this guy's got a kid my age. Like, yeah. he's a dad. But like key words was like she was estranged from him so mm-hmm. I would have wondered why like yeah you know why would your daughter not even want to talk to you anymore mm-hmm. um and then I guess which this is crazy etiquette to me from the 70s she just decides to light a cigarette right in his car <laughs> people were smoking everywhere these days oh, yeah. and she said when she lit the cigarette that she like sneezed and um Larry reached over and touched her neck asking her if she was sick like filling what? her lymph nodes yeah the heck <laughs> which is That's... like not normal if you think somebody's sick you usually put your, yeah. your back of your hand to their forehead They're like are you sick <laughs> like... oh, oh no are you sick <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> um and Mary pulled away saying that she was fine but and she didn't like being touched so she like immediately like flinched scooted away from him like mm-hmm. yeah thinking what the heck is happening um but she said that she was alert for a little bit after that but then nothing really strange happened so she ended up falling asleep what which the heck? i could not imagine falling asleep when i'm traveling in somebody else's van that's just a complete stranger yeah i would don't, feel like don't I fall asleep guys if you're mm-hmm. going to be hitchhiking, but also don't be I mean, Uber. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people do get attacked by Uber drivers sometimes or vice yeah. versa, which is really scary. Mm-hmm. Um, great. I lost my place. Oh, so when Mary woke up, she noticed that the signs on the highway were different and they were heading in the opposite direction of where she wanted to go. So Mary, like, w- woke up and she's like, um what the hell like where are we going so she looks on the ground and she finds like this sharp stick it was like a surveyor stick I guess they find out later and she pointed it at him and she's like um you're going the wrong way and I know you know you're going the wrong way and so he kind of like looks at her and looks at the stick and he's like oh uh, I'm sorry I'm sorry he's like I'm, I'm an honest man I just made an honest mistake I got confused about where we were going I apologize and she's just like okay well like let's go the right way and what's so he's a like, surveyor stick I don't know it's just like I think it's something that like takes like samples from like soil and stuff you know oh okay I'm I'm not 100% sure I didn't even look well, it up. Well, you know what? You I didn't think it was an important part of the story. <laughs> it is Just very a pointy important. stick that she could probably <laughs> stab him with, I'm guessing. Um, so then Larry says, you know what? Let, let me just pull on the side of the road. I have to go to the bathroom real quick. And then we'll just get back to where, where we're going. I would have just, like, ran out the car. Like, the fact that he's going in a opposite direction he's acting weird i would have just like ran out as soon as i could well so i mean this is kind of where mary's mind is going she said that she was like i just instantly knew that i was in trouble because why else would we be driving literally in the opposite direction of where he knew i wanted to go Mm -hmm. um and she said that when he was pulling over she looked down and notices that one of her shoes was untied and she thought okay when he pulls over if i'm gonna get out and go run 
like I, I need to tie my shoe to make sure I can because this mm-hmm. is like an older weaker man I could probably just outrun him yeah so she gets out of the passenger door when he gets out to the bathroom and she like you know bends over to start tying her shoe and he basically took a sledgehammer and hit her on the back of the head and knocked oh her oh my out. god knocked what her out where the heck did that come from it's just i mean <laughs> clearly he was planning the whole thing i think oh my god which so it's literally like a horror movie like you just picture her getting hit in the back of the head and then like the screen goes black you know oh jeez. Yeah. so i'm gonna just put a trigger warning right here because what happens to mary is graphic it's horrible and it's definitely i'm just gonna say it's, it has rape and there's torture so just trigger warning to our listeners if you can't handle that completely understandable but i feel like the story is important to tell because Mary survives what she goes through and she's Mm -hmm. a badass bitch. So here we go. So when Mary woke up, she was completely naked and tied up in the back of his van. And Larry just started raping her. He started by forcing her to perform sexual acts on him orally. And then he raped her vaginally and he sodomized her. Mm. Keep in mind, she's only 15. Like she's a young woman and this is a full grown ass like grandpa type man yeah but traumatizing um she just kept asking him like please why are you doing this please just get off of me please stop and he just didn't answer her the entire time he just went about he's like her probably like blank eyed and just like yeah like a like completely no soul yes soulless exactly um, so she said when he was done, he kind of just threw her into the back of the van, took her to another secluded area, and then continued to rape her some more. Oh, my God. Jesus she Christ. says that she tried to keep count, but she was just so out of it. She said he probably raped me between six and nine times until he yeah. finally got tired and fell asleep, which I'm like, this guy, this old man, like some men can't even ha- last a whole time. So I don't know how this man was able to last so so many times. Because like just, men like that have weird fetishes and it kind of like gets it them. like energizes them. Yeah. Which is Ugh. horrible. And then he just like tuckers himself out and he just goes to sleep. And so she um did try to get out a couple of times of her bindings, but she was like, I was tied so tight and I was just butt ass naked. And she's like, I couldn't move. And she also said that he forced her to drink something that she's not quite sure what it was. Mm -hmm. She's assuming it was alcohol because she, again, she was only 15. I mean, it was the seventies, but I guess she didn't partake that much. So she's like, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what it was, but it kept making me like pass out and then wake back up again. Mm -hmm. Um, she just remembers too while she was just laying next to him while he was sleeping, just thinking like, I just want to die. There's, can't be any worse feeling in the world than going through this right now and she just said that um, when he was awake she just kept trying to ask him like please just set me free I won't tell anybody you did this just please just let me go um but like I said he just didn't even respond to her he just kept raping her and raping her all through the night until the next day um 
So he had all of this stuff, obviously, in his van, mm-hmm. planning to pick somebody up and do all this to them. So he yes. had everything pretty including that, Yeah, including whatever he had her drinking, which they never really find out or tell you what it is, because I think maybe it was just out of her system by the time they found it's, her. But mm-hmm. I'm just, like, curious, because it's, like, knocking her out and making her wake back up, you know, like, maybe it's, like, a mixture of something. Yeah. <sighs> So she says that the next day when the sun rose, she um, said he opened up the van, took her out, and they were still in the middle of nowhere. She was completely naked, and he just throws her in the dirt, and he says, you want to be set free? I'll set you free. And then he goes back to his van, gets something out of his toolbox, comes back, and he has a hatchet and he just grabs her left arm and takes a swing and just like whacks her arm with it and she says I just remember when he did that I was just grabbing onto him as tight as I could because I felt like I was falling and I was Mm -hmm. trying to stop myself from falling and then she said he took another swing um only this time it was harder and she said I was confused because I felt as though I was holding on to him for dear life and I felt like I was still falling and that's when she looked down and realized that her arm was gone oh All my she god saw was blood gushing out of her arm and she started to then feel the pain all over where oh. he had severed her arm at the elbow wow that's insane so um then so basically goes, her body went into shock before like she yeah could feel it like she didn't realize like what had just happened she, her body was like in shock you know mm-hmm. um so then he goes to grab for her right arm and mary starts freaking out knowing exactly what he's planning on doing so she just starts kicking and screaming and just fighting with everything in her So he starts to chop away at her right arm, but because she's fighting so hard, it takes Mm -hmm. him a long time to chop her right arm off. um, And he just keeps doing it until finally it comes off. Oh, man, this poor girl. Uh, Like, imagine going through what you just went through all night of this old, disgusting man raping you. And then you wake up the next day and he's like, you want me to set you free? And then he just chops both of your arms off. Like, what? What does that even mean? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, then, as she l- was lying on the ground, watching him from a distance, she could see that he was standing there and, like, continually flicking her ho- arm, his arm, I mean. And she's like, what is he? She was so confused by what she was watching until she mm-hmm. realized that her hand was still clutching tight to his arm. Holy it- crap. So yeah. it still had like grip on him, grip even though it, it was that's yeah. so weird. And then she said he she just saw him shaking his arm until he finally flicked it off. Ew, like how <sighs> could he be like okay in the brain? Like that right? You just, just chop somebody's arm off and it's still on you. And you're just like like as Get if it off nothing. of me. Like oh you're my trying gosh. to yeah, crazy. So then he grabbed Mary and started to drag her. And she's like, I thought at this point because I could barely even open my eyes he probably thought I was dead Mm -hmm. and he's just dragging me through the dirt and then he took her and he threw her off of a 30-foot cliff what um yeah 
And he just, that was, okay, there you go, left her there. So the fall, she finds out later, broke four of her ribs. Mm. And she was at the point of blood loss from her severed arms that it literally just sent her body into shock. Like her body. Yeah, I was going to say, she had to have been like having all that blood loss from both sides. And Mm -hmm. like, how in the world did she survive that? That's insane. And it gets crazier too. Like, I don't know how this woman survived this. Like, she's she's just badass. Um, Mary didn't know if he was gone or not, if he was still watching her. So she just laid there for a while um, thinking for sure. She's like, I'm just going to bleed to death. Like, this is how I'm going to die. She said that as the night got darker and grew colder, she's like, I literally felt like my entire body was just ice because I had mm. lost so much blood. Wow. But... <laughs> Some miracle voice from deep within her says, no, Mary, you cannot fall asleep. You need to stop this man. If you don't stop him, he's going to do this to someone else. And you can't let that happen. So she literally, this is, this part is so crazy. She literally just got up. She's like, nope, you know what he looks like. You know exactly what he was driving. You need to go stop him so that he can't hurt anybody else. Mm -hmm. So she stuck her arms, like her severed arms into the dirt trying to pack them as much as she could to stop the bleeding the fact that she thought of that is crazy i would uh, i would never even think to do that plus i would think that that would be and she's naked right Uh uh-huh but naked so she doesn't even have any clothes or anything to like stop it so that that's crazy and she doesn't have any hands so how is she packing it you know yeah like that's crazy maybe her feet i don't know (laughs) Should have to be really flexible for that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. So then, without any hands or half of her arms, she started to climb back up out of the thirty-foot ravine. How? Into. I can't even climb up a thirty-foot ravine with both of my arms, so I don't know. That's she's crazy. Just, the fact like... that she did that is just like. She's like a superhero. Yeah, it's like super. That's what I was going to say. Like superhuman. Yeah. Like adrenaline ability that just came to life because she didn't. She wanted to stop this man. Mm -hmm. So by the time she finally got to the top of the road, um, it was night again. Like that's how long it took her. She like. Like a full day. Yeah. Wow. And um, the only light she had to guide her was from the moon and the stars. She was like, I've never been in the middle of nowhere where it was so dark that the moon and stars are the your only light and she's like it's actually a lot darker than you would think it would be mm-hmm. um but she said that she could hear the sound of traffic just over the hill so she wanted to reach the noise she walked three miles until the sun came up so I can you imagine how... being naked your arms chopped off you were tortured and raped all night and you're just like walking like I don't I, I don't know how like she lost so much blood how the heck does she have enough strength to walk that far I barely have enough strength to walk that far at all in general I know, I know. and like imagine what imagine like um what he thought he he's like oh yeah this bitch is dead like it's mm-hmm. fine I'm not gonna get caught yeah and then she survives and she does all that stuff like that's sheer like willpower right there Mm -hmm. so she says i was just walking along the road 
until I could reach that sound or until like somebody drove past me. And she remembers that the first car to approach her was a red like sports car with the top down. And there were two guys inside. And she just remembers they were driving up to her and she's just yelling, help me, help me. And then she's thinking like, imagine how how I look to people who are driving past. Mm -hmm. Like I'm naked, I'm covered in blood. I don't have any arms. Like I probably literally looked like I was out of a horror film. Yeah, I was going to say like, that's like crazy. Like, how would you react? Like, I don't even know. Like, I would be scared and I don't know. Mm -hmm if I could help because I would be like so afraid like I just I don't even know like how I would react that's just I I mean as a woman I probably wouldn't I would probably drive further up the road and then call somebody yeah because like I would want to help but that like that looks like a trap you know like somebody's trying to set up a trap for you Mm -hmm. so these men took one look at her and they just sped off (gasps) and she thought at that point she's like oh, no one's going to help me. Everybody's going to be too scared and mm-hmm. I'm just going to die out here. Wow. And so she's just like, I'm just going to keep walking. So she keeps walking down the middle of the road until a second car comes up to her. And it's a honeymooning couple who had gotten lost. They helped her um, into her old, their old truck and they rushed her. She's like, I remember getting into that truck and just hearing like this old truck trying to go as fast as it possibly could and they took her to the nearest phone and they called the ambulance and they actually sent out a rescue helicopter to bring Mm -hmm. her to the nearest hospital um she had lost half of the blood in her body and the blood that remained had gotten so toxic that they're survived like surprised she even survived um is it because like all the dirt and everything no, they 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 couldn't explain it. They're like, you should be dead. Like the fact oh that my your body survived through this is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, while at the hospital too, she didn't give up. She's like, I need to t- talk to the police right now. I want to tell them exactly what this man looks like so that mm-hmm. they can find him. And yeah. so imagine like you finally get to like solace you get to somewhere where you can rest and she she didn't want to she wanted to stop this man Mm -hmm. um they drew a sketch of larry that was so good based off of mary's description that he was immediately identified really yes by wow the fact that she remembered all that after going through all of that yeah yeah. you would think that your memory would be like out of it because of everything yeah because she even says later like in court and stuff that she didn't even look him in the eyes once while he was attacking her because she didn't want to Mm -hmm. and so like the yeah the fact that she could describe him so well after going through all that is incredible and he was identified by his neighbor who was also one of his friends and he's like I know that man. That's Larry right there. Holy shit. That's, that's crazy. Which I mean, good thing he got caught right away, but yeah. Um, only 10 days later, the police identified and arrested Larry. And the next time that she Mary had to face her attacker was in court. Mary stood up in court and pointed at him, claiming that he was the suspect who had attacked her. Larry said that that night he did pick up Mary. Um, that he was drunk and he described her as a $10 whore. So he was trying to claim that she was just a prostitute. 
Oh my god, what an ass. And get this part is hilarious. He said that there were actually other hitchhikers in his car at the same time, and that one of them was also named Larry. And she's like, it wasn't me. She must be talking about that other Larry. Oh my god, what an idiot. It's hilarious. Because his picture, yeah, Yeah. matched him. No, there's another Larry. It's just confusing us. Oh my god. So later, and this guy is so flip-floppy on this whole entire thing that went down. It's like, yes, I did. No, I didn't. Yes, I did. It's just annoying. But mm-hmm. the stories he comes up with, I don't even, it's weird. He's a weird guy. Um, so later when he admitted the, that he did the attack, he said that he had cut off her arms to help prevent identification, which is like, what? What? <laughs> What? That doesn't like, make sense. What okay, the heck? so you didn't want them to find her fingerprints, but what about like the number one way that people were identifying bodies back then was what? Dental. Dental. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like if you wanted to do that, you should have cut off her head. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. But I'm just like, why would he say that it was to prevent identification? It's crazy. Yeah. So Lauren Singleton was charged with rape and attempted murder. He had been convicted of contributing to the delinquency of a minor before this and also several cases of alcohol abuse. Mm. Um, He was sentenced. Do you want to know how much he was sentenced for doing? Probably not a lot because I think we've talked about attempted murder like so many times that we're like pissed off that they get off when they literally tried to kill someone just because that they didn't follow through or couldn't do it he tried it's not like he didn't try and this bitch survived she's like hell no i'm not going out like this he was sentenced get ready for this to 14 years in prison this was the maximum sentence allowed in california for this type of crime at the time 14 he literally chopped a little girl's arms off after raping her all night and threw her down into a ravine that gives me chills i'm just like dude Uh, that's disgusting first of all why wasn't he like charged with all these other things and then they add like you know the years to it like i don't understand like i know and i hate when they do it um what is it called like on top of yeah on top of each other i'm like that makes absolutely no sense. I know. Makes no sense. It should be added, not concurrent. It's yes, so it stupid. Mary but 14 was years was the maximum she had time allowed she by law. Say to uh, her, what do you mean allowed? Um, if it's the like, last thing he tried I to do, kill somebody, he should be in job. prison for the rest of oh his life. Oh my god! Yeah, right? like, I know that's that. what every person that, that like, has ever attempted murder like they should get life in prison. I'm sorry. Just because you failed at attempting to do something that you were trying to do doesn't you were trying to murder them, but they. Survived. Yes. It's like that should be murder, yeah. basically. Yeah, exactly. It is murder. It's the yeah. same thing. Yeah. You tried to do yeah. something so like and I it didn't I work. Like, like a like... monster. Yeah. 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 Um, she said her parents came to pick her up, but she said that they didn't help her get through any of it. She was like, they just were, we're more cold. concerned. They were more concerned about how they felt about what she went through what the hell dude clearly there's not much about her like um her childhood and stuff and how she grew up but it's clearly there was like some kind of type of tension like she ran away when she was 15 you know like Mm. maybe they were just too strict for her yeah something 
Because imagine you went through something like that and your parents are more concerned about themselves after. Yeah. That's horrible. That's crazy. So um, Larry got paroled in 1987, only eight years into his sentence, getting out on good behavior. What? Like, good behavior. I don't care if he was licking some guard's butthole. He literally chopped a lady's arms off. Or not even a a kid's arms off after Mm -hmm. raping her. Like... He tried to kill her. What do you mean good behavior? He only had 14 years. Like, he couldn't serve all of them? That's just bullshit. Exactly. It should have been 14 years without the possibility of parole. No, it should have been um, thrown into a fiery pit of death. Well, it's almost like, remember, like, that guy that um, went to the Cecil? Like, he was a serial killer in Austria or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they let him out. And he ended up just killing more people i'm like dude well, you're letting these watch people what out. happens with larry i'll tell you oh, <laughs> i will God. tell you so mary literally was haunted by this she's like like he's out he literally mm-hmm. threatened that he was gonna finish the job so she was just she literally was terrified that he was gonna find her and kill her um and get this when he got out he tried to sue mary what yeah um basically he went back and changed the story again surprise surprise and he said that after him and mary had sex because he's like it was consensual she was a prostitute oh my god she threatened to out him and basically tell everybody that he's sleeping with prostitutes and she was threatening him with that little stick remember that little stick Mm-hmm. and he said that he she scared him and so he became violent because he's she scared him oh and my god he, he sued Please. her for forcible kidnapping for the purposes of robbery that's what he said what the she hell? forced me to kidnap her so that she could rob him stupid what a dumbass like i don't understand where the fuck this guy's mind is at it's obviously got, uh, gone he's out of his mind yeah um mary was so scared for her life that she literally was always on the run she moved constantly couldn't stay in one place she went through a a spout of like hiring bodyguards and even at one point she was like i was just so scared that i was like maybe if i don't have a place to live he'll like leave me or not find me so she would sleep in an abandoned gas station like she was just so scared yeah um even Larry's own daughter didn't want him out. She mm-hmm. said that um, when she was younger, he had abused her and her mother. And she said that her mother had told her one time, I'm surprised that you even survived when I was pregnant with you because I was abused by your dad so bad. Oh my God. And so his daughter begged, she literally called the prison he was at and she's like, please do not let my dad out. I He's a danger to society it's he's not gonna stop please don't Mm -hmm. let him out and they're like there's nothing we can do he's up for parole he's getting getting out on good behavior we can't do anything Um, but i thought like that's what they do is people can go to the parole hearing and tell them that they shouldn't be out you know what i mean yeah or maybe they wasn't he was so good in prison it didn't matter oh my god when he was released californians begged for him not to be let go as well there were petitions signed and um there were even like uh petitions signed for him not to live anywhere in california they're like we don't want him get him out of here when he is paroled get him out of here 
So wow. he moved back to Florida, where he was from. Um, at first, when he moved back to Florida, he moved in with his brother. He and just fun fact, I guess he mm -hmm. was one of eight children. So he had a lot of siblings in Florida, a lot of family. Yeah. So he was able to, you know, have somewhere to go, which is sad thinking that poor Mary was sleeping in an abandoned gas station because she was so scared and he could mm -hmm. go wherever he wanted. Um, and when he was living with his brother, it basically made his brother's household a target. Like people would vandalize their house. They would throw like, um, smoke bombs into their house and stuff I'm like sorry. that. I'm sorry. I would not let my sibling, like if they did that, I'd yeah, be like, yeah. you're on your own. Get I'm out like, of here. You could be homeless for all I fucking exactly. care. Exactly. Uh -uh. Yeah. Um, while he was out, he got arrested multiple times for theft and, um, which, okay, like. You suck. <laughs> That's it. Um, and at each hearing, there were protesters outside um, just protesting against, like, this man needs to be in prison. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. And he claimed that at his hearings, he's like, I'm just an old, confused man. Oh, God. <laughs> that was his excuse Please. for stealing. Um, and then his brother eventually told him, he's like, you know what? I'm sorry. You got to leave. I can't handle this vandalism at my house. Like, Good. sorry. So he moved into a family-owned home. It was just like a home that the family owned. And they're like, you know what? You could go live over there. It's fine. And mm -hmm. his neighbors at first when he moved in, they were like, we were terrified of him. We knew exactly what he did. And we didn't want him there. But eventually, mm -hmm. they all actually started to like him. And he became a huge part of the community. Oh, God. I feel like that's Weird. like very... Um... I guess narcissistic because they're, they're they can manipulate very yeah. easily. Yeah, and like you're like, oh, my neighbor chopped off this girl's arms and raped but her. But he's such a nice guy. Like, you know what? He cooked me those steaks one time. He's he offered cool, to fix dude. my lawnmower. <laughs> he offered to help, and literally, he did those things for his neighbors. My like God. he was a staple in the community. It was weird, and everybody got along with him. They're like, yeah, I heard what he did, and I mean, but he's a nice guy. One day, um, his neighbors had to help him because he actually tried to commit suicide in his driveway by, like, putting the exhaust into his van, trying to kill himself. Mm -hmm. um, so his neighbors saved him because he deserved to be saved. You know? Oh, okay. And they put him in a psych ward for a week, and then he came back home. In 1997, a man who was working on renovations for him said he stopped by his house to talk to him and he heard a commotion a commotion inside so he peeked inside the window to see what was going on and inside he saw larry naked on top of another naked woman who was on the couch and he was choking her and repeatedly stabbing her oh my god so heck? obviously this guy should not have been let out yeah um when the police arrived they say that he answered the door just covered in blood <gasps> just he was here i am I'm, i did it um roxanne hayes was the woman that he murdered she was a 31 year old sex worker and mother of three and she was pronounced dead at the scene so he murdered a prostitute in his house after being let go for trying to kill somebody he said was also a prostitute it's just this man should not have been let go at yeah. all wow when the um 
the courts started for this um, case, Mary Vincent was actually flown down to Florida to testify against him, which imagine she's like, yeah, let's fucking take this man down. Of course I'm coming. Mm -hmm. And here she comes like a badass to give her testimony. Um, And then Larry Singleton um, was actually, because of this crime, sentenced to death, by the way. He ended up actually, though, dying of cancer while waiting on death row in 2001 at the age of 74. Wow. Um, so, and just like another thing, his um, killer nickname was called the Mad Chopper because he liked to chop bitches, I guess. I don't know. But wasn't it just one person that he did that to? Because oh, the prostitutes chopping her on his couch. I thought, chop, he, was chop. Just, I thought he was just stabbing her same difference oh i guess so he chopped <laughs> off a girl's arm i'm pretty sure that's enough to yeah. be the mad chopper sure. um so mary eventually she got married she had two boys and she said she remembers when she found out that larry died of cancer she almost felt like ah oh, that's not justice like it felt like he should have died how he should have died but her sons were like no mom i'm glad that he's gone and now it's over with and you could live the rest mm-hmm. of your life and she like thrived she's now an artist which she doesn't have any hands mm-hmm. she uses claws yeah. she has her little hooks hook hands mm-hmm. they're pretty cool but she that's the story of mary vincent yeah surviving i don't, I don't remember hearing that story i may have but i don't think so but that's crazy. Like, that's awesome that she survived and that mm-hmm. she had so much willpower to, like, make sure that he paid for what he did. And it sucks that he got out. Ridiculous. You know? Like, that's the fucking, like, um, criminal justice system at its mm-hmm. worst. Because yeah. now, they say now, if something like that happened in California, obviously the laws have been changed. So that would have been, for sure, life in prison or the death penalty for a crime yeah. like that. But like it wasn't it was 14 years at the time like I know we still have a long way to go when it comes to the justice system but I feel like it's come such a long way because I hear stuff like that all the time where I'm like what the actual fuck like that doesn't make Mm -hmm. any sense that he would only get 14 years and then get out in eight like exactly he served basically half of what he was supposed to which is just crazy I just I mean, worse things have happened, but that's just, I don't know. Like, it, it sucks. Our justice system, it's, mm-hmm. it's so sad. It is. And um, I'm just glad that Mary's happy. She survived that. Like, she, I think that her testimony even helped in the second trial that he had to go through mm-hmm. and getting him the death penalty because she wanted to stop him and she did. Like, mm-hmm. she's just badass and i don't know if i'll ever be like her because that's a lot of willpower she has mm-hmm. you know but yeah. um yeah so thank you for listening everybody i hope you enjoyed this story um and keep being badass bitches yourself thanks everyone for listening and that was a crazy story and we appreciate you guys continuing to listen to us you know keep listening one day we'll get better (laughs) i know (laughs) we'll be more consistent yeah and we need better mics i know 
I yes. know that. And I feel like we need to like like add a couple of more fun stuff to our podcast instead of just telling the stories. I think we should add little things. Yeah. And start brainstorming that. <laughs> add some flair, you know? <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right, guys. Well, have a good whatever time of the day it is you're listening to this. Good night, good day. Good evening, good night, and good wait, what is it? Good day, good evening, and good night. I don't know. Never mind. Uh. <laughs> it's Jim Carrey, but I'm messing it up, so I'm leaving right now. Bye.